Okay, I'm really excited today for this conversation. I have my longtime friend, Jackie Wild, on the show. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jackie. I am really excited to be doing this and nervous, which I already told you about. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. I said we had a 45 minute warm up call before the recording, so (laughs) it should shake the nerves off. (laughs) Yeah, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, we're just. You are my official first podcast. I wow, guess, that I've ever been on. that's awesome. So maybe that's why I'm so nervous. Maybe from now on, when the masses contact you after this podcast to be on their podcast, you won't be as nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll thank you for that. <laughs> Well, we're just going to jump right in. You know, this is the Simply 127 podcast. So we kind of talk all things James 127, orphan care, widow care, adoption, foster care, global orphan care. So I would love for you just to briefly tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, what you do, where you live. Let the listeners know a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, like Sarah Beth said, my name is Jackie Wild. I live just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We actually moved here almost three years ago. Um, Before that, I was in Kansas, but originally grew up in the Chicago area. So I feel like I'm much more back home, I guess you could say. (laughs) I call it the real Midwest. (laughs) Um, Do you sound more like people than you did in Kansas? Because you still have the accent. I don't know if I want to say that because people (laughs) in Wisconsin have their own accent. (laughs) And I'm not really wanting to uh, jump on that train. (laughs) Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Anyways, but um, my husband, Matt, and I have been married for 12 and a half years. Um, We have two little boys. They are six and four, Rowan and Abram. And Adorable. Oh, thank (laughs) you. I mean, I think so too, but... I have to say that too, right? (laughs) Um, I'm a wedding and couple photographer out here in Wisconsin, um, but I travel all over the country. I mean, the last year, not so much, but otherwise, (laughs) yes, yes, I usually travel for weddings all over the place. So, And you will travel for exotic weddings that you want to make that disclaimer? Oh, Absolutely. Yes. I actually got to photograph my first international wedding a couple of years ago in Jamaica and it was amazing. That is awesome. So, well, listen, we're going to jump right in. I would love for you to talk a little bit about how God first stirred your heart towards vulnerable people. And um, we haven't even mentioned that the boys are adopted, but just at what point did you desire to foster or adopt? And when did that enter the conversation with you and Matt? Just kind of give us a paint the picture for us. Um, you know, as how did you decide this was a way that you wanted to grow your family? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mention that when I mentioned the boys, but yes, both of my boys were adopted when they were infants um, Mm -hmm. here in the U.S. um, One of them in Wichita, Kansas, another one in Kansas City, Missouri. But our story starts a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me specifically, it was Back in high school, I did multiple mission trips with my youth group. And during those mission trips, we did vacation Bible studies with, or sorry, vacation Bible school Mm -hmm. with kids in the communities we were in. And specifically for me, it was, I went to Romania my junior year of high school and went with an organization where we focused on 
helping out in an orphanage and also working with people in the community, specifically vulnerable um, families, helping Mm -hmm. them with things they needed, giving them care packages, things like that. And the first time I went to Romania was kind of the first time that I really saw this picture of, or maybe understood the picture of adoption in the Bible. Hmm. And I had heard about, you know, adoption and foster care throughout my life, but didn't really know much about it. And it wasn't until I went on these mission trips, specifically in Romania, that I started to learn about how God has adopted us into his family. And I just thought that that picture of earthly adoption and biblical adoption was just so beautiful. Um, I love that. And so, (laughs) and so I went back to Romania after my senior year of high school and I really started to, and as a high school student thinking this, like thinking (laughs) back, like, it's almost like, how did you know? But I really started to process this idea of, you know, I'd I'd love to adopt a child one day. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how I'll grow my family. And it was just kind of this little seed planted. So even in your dating relationship with Matt, it was something you talked about as soon as you figured out he was worth keeping around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I definitely talked about kids and I mean, I wish I could, you know, maybe I should have checked with him before I said this, but (laughs) I feel like when I first told him that I desired to, and I felt like God had very much put on my heart that my family would be grown through adoption. I feel like he kind of was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like it wasn't like, it obviously wasn't a deal breaker for him because he never broke up with me. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things that we just kind of like put on the shelf and left there because mm-hmm. we had also talked about not having kids for at least five years after getting married. We wanted just to have some time, just the two of us, before we had a family. And so as we were kind of approaching, I would say maybe our fourth or fifth year mark, we started talking about, okay, you know, kids, what's going to happen. And I really pressed into like this idea of just growing our family through adoption. You're like, I've already told you what God told me. (laughs) You know, exactly. And we just, we weren't like, okay, at five years, we have to have kids. So we just kind of sat on it a while and we would just continue to pray. And one day he said to me, um, I don't know. I don't know all, I don't remember all of his, everything that he went through with praying and processing and everything. But one day he said to me, yeah, I think we are going to grow our family through adoption only. But for me, I feel like I need to learn more. I need to know more of what that looks like. Hmm. Because for us, we had always talked about international adoption, which ultimately was going to mean that we would be adopting a child or children that were older, meaning three, four, five years old. Mm -hmm. Um, infant adoption was not ever on the table for us. We kind of like, even when we first discussed things, it was very much like, no, 
if we adopt, it's going to be internationally, it's going to be older kids, toddlers, five, six-year-olds. And so for us to do that, he said, you know, I really need to go somewhere. I've never seen an orphanage. I've never seen what that is like. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I really need to see that to feel like we can start. And I was all on board on that because I (laughs) wanted him to experience, I mean, going to an orphanage overseas is devastating. Um, if to put it lightly, gives you perspective for sure. Absolutely. But we left that trip very much encouraged and excited about our journey with adoption and what that would look like. So that was in 2012. So that was about four years after we were married. We then just kind of sat and waited on, I guess, starting our official road to adopting a child until gosh, another like year and a half, I think it was. And in that time, international adoption really slowed down, particularly in Uganda, just because of corruption and other things. Yeah, we had made the decision and we felt very strongly. um, And to this day, even though it didn't happen, but we felt like that God had led us to Mm -hmm. look at adopting from Uganda. And that's where we went. I don't even think I mentioned that earlier, but when we met you, we were in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we got approved. We did all of our home study stuff. We got approved by the U.S. Like everything was set and ready to go. And we basically were just going to wait. And literally about a month after we got approved is when everything kind of shut down internationally adoption-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Just some laws changed in the U.S., some things changed overseas, and it was just going to be very difficult to adopt from Uganda. I mean, we, you know, years of waiting. And so we, we just kind of sat on it and waited to see what would happen. And um, just a side note, but about after a few I would say a few months after things kind of went downhill with being able to adopt internationally, my father and my grandma both Mm. passed away within two days of each other. And at that point we just said, okay, pause. Like (laughs) we're not even like, we just need to be with family. We're not even going to pursue anything right now. Cause we had started thinking about, well, maybe we could look into a different country and just, Things were, it was just on pause. So jump ahead to the fall of 2014. We started talking again about, okay, you know, I think it's time to revisit this topic of adoption and what are we going to do? And so we started talking about other countries, but the same issues were coming up or we weren't old enough or we weren't married long enough. I mean, every country has completely different laws Mm -hmm. and we just didn't qualify in a lot of places still. So we just agreed, like, let's just keep praying about it. And if we like, when we, I should say, when we feel like we have answers, let's come together and talk about those things. So I remember I was praying 
specifically asking the Lord to direct us and what we should do. And as clear as it could be said without God speaking verbally to me, <laughs> audibly <laughs> to me, um, I felt him say, you need to adopt an infant domestically. And I'm serious. When I felt that, like within my soul, I was like, um, no, <laughs> that's not the plan. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not a baby person. Confession. <laughs> I don't love babies. Um, and that wasn't the plan. <laughs> and so I, I was so shook by that, that I actually kept it to myself for about a week. <laughs> and I just was so, I didn't know what to do with it. Cause I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to tell Matt because if I told him then that meant it was probably true. <laughs> and so about a week after that, Matt approached me and he, and to talk, he's like, Hey, I want to talk about adoption and stuff. I'm like, okay. It's like, I think we need to adopt an infant domestically. And I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, like start I was hoping you wouldn't like, say that. <laughs> like it was like this relief yeah. and this joy and this excitement that we both had heard the same thing from the Lord separately that was not anywhere in our plan. Yeah. But it was also terrifying to me because I've never, because I had never thought that I would ever have a baby. <laughs> Again, <laughs> babies just scared me. Yeah. So after that, we we talked to our lawyer and he helped us kind of get down the right avenue to kind of redo some, redo some things because it was different than internationally adopting. And we then got approved later that fall. Again, that was in 14 and literally a week and a half <laughs> after we got approved, our lawyer called us and said, Hey, I have a birth mom that I think you guys would really match well with. That's great. And long story short, that is our first son's birth mom. <laughs> I think back to that time and even just as we processed adopting internationally, we were waiting, things in Uganda got crazy. I remember talking to my older sister who she actually, um, her three kids were adopted as well. But at the time she just had her oldest and I remember like, crying and talking to her about, you know, what if we don't, what if it doesn't happen? Like, what if we don't ever get a child? What if we don't get matched? Whatever. <laughs> and I remember her saying to me, Jackie, if God has led you to this place, and if that's how you're going to grow your family, then you will have a child. Yep. She said, but Maybe your child's not born yet. Maybe your child's not even conceived yet. Just know that your baby will come to you when it's time. And that was just really encouraging to me because in when you are on the adoption journey and waiting, it is so up and down, even if nothing bad is happening. Your mind is just going elsewhere. Your mind is making things up about, what if we don't get picked? What if we never get matched? What if we don't have the money? What I mean, it's, there's just so many things. And her words were just so encouraging to me, remembering that God had brought us to that place. Yeah. And God is a God of promises and a God of truth. And 
um, he would not lead us there if he didn't have a plan for us there. Yeah. That's some good sisterly wisdom there. I love that. Yes. Shout out, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit on growing the wild crew from three to four. How did that oh, happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, it's crazy because we, we always knew that we wanted to have two or three kids and, when we started talking about adopting for the second time, I, I think I would have thought that I would have been like, yeah, let's try international this time. Yeah. But we had such an amazing experience, which I know isn't always the case for people, but we had such an amazing experience with adopting our oldest Rowan that we were like, like it's hand, like we know without a doubt that we need to do the same thing. Um, and so we got in touch with our same lawyer and did all the things we needed to do. Um, we, but we decided to like slowly ease into it. Um, because how do I say this? We, we didn't want to jump into it and feel rushed. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to just take our time and do it slowly. And then wait, we, we kind of went into it expecting, okay, Rowan's adoption. We were matched after a week and a half. That's definitely not going to happen again. <laughs> we might have to wait like a year. So let's just jump in, get everything going once we're approved, then we'll just kind of wait and see. And that's okay. We didn't mm. want the boys to be like five years apart or anything. So we kind of went in when Rowan was a year and a half. We figured that was like a good time frame to start. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, I think we were like just getting our home study stuff done. It wasn't even approved or anything. And it was about, a week and a half after we started, this was February of 2017 and our social worker called us and she goes, Hey, I know that you guys aren't approved yet, but I have a birth mom that I think you'd match that you connect really well with. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> like, no, 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 no we were starting now and we were expecting this to take like a year. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of like, okay, God, what are you doing? Because this again, once again, the plan. <laughs> yeah. Again, so, your plan got ruffled around a little bit. <laughs> so long story short, we just, both of our adoptions happened very quickly. We were matched very fast. Things were very smooth. Yeah. Um, and I believe wholeheartedly that was all because of God's hand in it all. Yeah. And not to say that people who don't have smooth quote unquote adoptions doesn't mean that God's hand is not in it. He's, his hand is always in it. Yeah. But I'm just so thankful that that's how ours went. Yeah. Um, we talked yeah. about this a little bit before 
I hit record, but I would love for you just to share briefly about your and Matt's decision to have open adoptions and kind of what that means. I feel like sometimes that scares people. So again, yeah. you don't have to go to any great detail, but just like why you chose open adoption and how that, like some examples of how that might look for you, for you guys. Yeah. Open adoption really was the only option for us, I would say, because we didn't want to do it any other way. And what an open adoption is, it basically means you have communication with a child's birth family. Mm. Um, And that's really up to you guys to decide how that looks. I mean, I know people who um, have children who were adopted and they have like extended birth families like over on a regular basis while I also know other people whose children were adopted where they send pictures once a year and they just communicate through email the birth parents specifically in our case birth moms were very important to us Mm -hmm. and they were going to become part of our family whatever that looked like um and we just really grew our hearts really grew for them and thinking about the choice they made to place their child um, in a family and how hard that decision is and how selfless these women are for making that decision. Um, And we just love them dearly. And it's an ministry opportunity for you guys too. Yeah, absolutely. Our boys both know who their birth moms are. They have pictures of their birth moms. And that's just really important for us because we want them to know where they came from. We want them to have that connection. And so I will just end on this briefly, that there is so much education now to teach people, adoptive families, about the importance of children who were adopted to know where they came from. And it kind of goes back to there's a lot of studies that show kids who were adopted in you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. who are now in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, even you know, older, that are having I, almost like midlife crises, identity crises, mm-hmm. because when they were adopted, there was like no encouragement of this idea of open adoption. Yeah, It was very secretive and a lot of adoptions were closed. Like closed means you don't know anything. You don't know necessarily, I don't know, anything (laughs) basically. And they've just, through studies, it has just been shown that it's so important for these kids and also the birth families to just have this connection um, because that's their blood and that's where they came from. And so it's just been important for us to go down that road. And we kind of always have said until their birth families ask us not to communicate with them, (laughs) we're going to keep communicating with them. And Yeah. yeah. I think that's a big shift. We talked about that a little bit before we hit record too, but I mean, just practically knowing health history and, you know, biological issues, things like that, but also kids coming from trauma, which obviously infant. Um, adoption is different, but I just think it's important to know as much as you can and have everything in your arsenal that you can. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. I mean, even kids who 
or adopted as infants. I mean, I definitely think they're can be trauma. I mean, adoption itself, I'm not um, a child who was adopted. So I don't fully know all of the emotions that a child can go through, but I've done a lot of research and tried to educate myself because I want to support my boys as they get older, because they're, especially my oldest, you know, he's starting to ask more questions and um I know there's going to be struggles and hard questions that he'll ask one day, and I'm not necessarily prepared for those. I don't know if you fully can be, (laughs) but I want to, um, I don't know, be there and help him as much as I can. Yeah. This is good. I think I'm going to try to land the plane. Otherwise, I know you and I could talk for another hour. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But going along kind of those same lines, like what advice or words of wisdom would you give to someone, I think, I know we go all the way back to Romanian high school to <laughs> completing your family of four. Um, yeah. But what are some things that you, you know, maybe someone's just considering foster care or adoption. What are some words of wisdom that you would give? Yeah. So I would say, I mean, first, I think it's important to seek the Lord in the direction mm-hmm. um, that you feel led. I I can't fully speak for foster care specifically because we did not go that route. Um, My older sister and her husband um, did foster care for a little bit, but I think it's important that if you feel called to do foster care, international adoption, domestic infant adoption, whatever that looks like, I think it's important to first seek the Lord and follow his leading, um, follow his timing, follow his will and all of that. Um, and even if you feel led to go one way and you're not fully sure why, just go that direction and he will make it clear. Um, I think too, it's important to educate yourself, whether that be meeting with people who have gone through it, um, reading books, researching online, going to seminars, going to conferences, Mm -hmm. attending things for specific adoptive families. I mean, whatever you can find, it's so important to immerse yourself in that world, I guess you could say, to really learn more. Um, Consume as much as you can. (laughs) Absolutely. And another thing I would just say is don't let fear or doubt like deter you from going in the direction you feel God calling you. Um, The fear of not having enough finances, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of it taking a long time. I mean, (laughs) fear can destroy and God does not give us a spirit of fear. And so really clinging on to him and going, even if you can't see where you're going, but trusting because he's leading you in that direction. Yeah. Um, That's a good word, friend. Told me, as my <laughs> sister told me, like your babies or baby will be to you when it's time, in his timing. Yeah. So. 
I love it. I don't know. Is that, you know, is that good advice? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good word. It's a good word. (laughs) Um, I guess just the one final question, if someone wants to find you on Instagram, they have any questions about anything you've said, are you open to further conversation? How can people chat with you if they want to? Yes, absolutely. So if you want to find me on Instagram, you can go to J wild, J W I L D period photography. Um, you can find me there. I mean, I talk a lot of photography there, weddings, couples, but I also do share, I don't know, maybe like 15% of what I share (laughs) is my kids and they're adorable to look at and and they're funny and have big personalities. So you can find me there. You are quite Um, entertaining on Instagram. I will say that. Oh, geez. I don't (laughs) know about that, but you know, I try (laughs) (laughs) or people can email me too. I can get out, excuse me, give out my email address. So my email address, super easy, Jackie at jwildphotography.com. Okay. So I'm open to that as well. If people want to, yeah, if people have questions, they want to just talk about adoption. I'm always open to that. I've had people, friends of friends who have, I've had friends be like, Hey, I have a friend of a friend or a friend who wants to possibly adopt. Would you be open to talking? And I've talked on the phone with people. I've emailed back and forth with people considering adoption So I'm always open to that. I don't have all the answers. I don't necessarily know all the legal stuff. I'm continuing to learn and continuing to try to follow the path that God is leading us on in raising our boys. And, but I like to be a resource for people who are interested. And if I don't know, then I can hopefully find somebody or have a connection with somebody else who can be a better resource than I can. (laughs) Great. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Jackie. I know this conversation is going to be helpful for, for many people. I hope so. Well, you've just listened to episode 33 of the Simply 127 podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation between Jackie and I, and I just want to thank you for continuing to push play. We are loving creating this content, which is basically conversations with everyday people who are tangibly living out James 127. And I also wanted to let you know that our current marketing strategy for the podcast is you. (laughs) We would love for you to share this episode with someone that you think might benefit from the content or someone that you just think might enjoy the content. And also, you can always rank and review our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. We really just want to try to get the word out to find some more listeners or people who might be interested in the work that we're doing. So thanks so much for continuing to listen. Our next episode will release on June the 9th and hope you guys have a great week.